So I'm excited about this one. Uh, I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. First of all, I'm going to go take a head off and then help you get your spiritual right. So uh, please welcome the super dope Phoenix to the show. I'm so honored. Okay, Rita said that I only hear him echoing. Okay, so. And then it's spinning. We good, we good. It was spinning. Now you're not spinning anymore. Not, not spinning. Not anymore. You were. It was like buffering. Don't stress it. Yeah, I'm echoing. Don't, don't stress I'm echoing. I, I, hate, I hate like this, this man. It's like the frontless first. It's never, you know, we're good. I don't want to waste your time. Uh, it's all good. Let's run it, though. Let's run it, though. We're gonna see if we can see if we can. Okay. I just want to know, like, in the audience, it's buffering. Like, I don't hear. Okay, now it's not buffering. Now it's not buffering. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, so look, I want to say I've slept on, I've slept on you. I, 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 I got I hip to you at 17. And I was like, who is this? And, 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 and. Blew me away. So I want to get the history, but before we get into some of the other stuff. So Baltimore, where you're from? I don't hear the accent. Everybody. I don't hear the. Everybody says Everybody says I don't have a Baltimore accent. Um, I think it's probably because I've lived other places. But then again, I know other people from Baltimore who don't have the, the accent. It might come out a little bit if I'm talking in conversation with people, other people who are from Baltimore, but I've, I don't know. It, it, it trips me out too, because the Baltimore accent is very distinctive. It's very, it's, it's, it is very, very different from, and everybody says they don't have accent. Like you talk to people from Philly and they're like, I don't have an accent. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You talk to people from LA and they like, I don't have an accent. Like, yeah, you do. So right. everybody has an accent, but the Baltimore accent is so distinctive. And for whatever reason, I don't have it. That's crazy. I got, I got mad off of Baltimore. I've always had somebody run up on me every time I go down there, but um, it's always, a, I, I love Baltimore. Let's go back to the Little Phoenix. Before you became, what was it like running around Baltimore? I mean, what was it like early? Because that's important to me as far as, like, you know, what made you before you got to, you know, what we have here. Um, the early days. I've always been doing musical-related things. That's just number one. Like, I grew up learning how to play an instrument. 
also um, been musically inclined before I was even into rap. I was into music. You know what I'm saying? So um, music has always been a part of my life. Um, I, I was very active as a, a child, like as far as like just being involved in a lot of different activities, sports. Like, I don't know, like, I'm, I don't know, like people who are, are watching or clicking in, they've um, been following me, you know, not even just on Instagram, but even on other platforms like Facebook for years. Like, you, I've posted videos of me like diving into, <laughs> like, I have a lifeguard, you know, red, like a Red Cross lifeguard certification. Like, I just was, I was a swimmer, you know, lacrosse. I was just, you know, always, you know, some kids are like into nothing. So they get involved in all types of bullshit. And then there's other kids that are like into activities all the, like every hour of their day from the beginning of school to after school is accounted for like to up to eight o'clock at night. That was me. Was that you or was that, was that because of parenting? Was that just your input? I, I definitely have to, you know, credit like the way I was raised, like my parents. You know, um, I think when they get the engine, when parents get the engine running in kids, then it sparks something in you. And then you run off on your own with your own trajectory saying, I want to get involved in this. I want to do that. I want, but they always start it off. Like parents always get it started. So I got no, to- I, that's dope. I mean, the more activities, the, the better. I mean, the cross, I mean, you can, I get it. that's the big sport. Um, so check. If I, I, like I said, I don't know your music and catalog inside now, and it's great for me because I'm gonna get to understand some things. Um, my perception is that tell me if I'm wrong. Just snapshot. Hi, Phoenix. Makes. She's. I, I feel like she's a healer. And uses music to help people. But. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. take your head, off, your on head off on that. Like that's, like that's, that's what I, that's what I feel like. Like, like it's both there. Is that, is that, 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 that I'm going to take, take that as a compliment. So I'd like to think so. I like to think people hear my music, whether they were known about me or whether they like just were stumbling on their feed and somehow I pop up. I like to think people hear me rap and they go, oh, she takes rap seriously. Like, I want people to get that before they even, you know, anything else. <laughs> no, that's, that's, what I, that's what I got from it. And, you know, first lady on Sign the Rockets, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, How did that come about? That's the, you know, it's so, now speaking about Rockets, it's like such a historical thing. Like, when people have conversation about, like, the golden era of rap, Raucous comes up, and yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was the first and the only woman they signed, right? I believe so. I don't, I can't, don't think of anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, That came, how did that come about? Oh, wow. Um, So I was signed to Universal Music Group prior to Rockets, okay? I was signed to a label called Group Home. When was this? The Lost, this? The Lost Boys. Um, what was this? I'm Oh, I'm really 
if, if anybody had any questions about my age, like, okay. So I was label mates with the Lost Boys and an MC by the name of Cannabis. We were label mates on group home entertainment. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, this is trivia for people, the rap, the rap heads that are like, what? Yeah, Cannabis was my label mate. They were like, and, and uh, the answer, AI, Allen Iverson. Yeah, we were all like, Cannabis, Allen Iverson, and who else? The Lost, the Lost Boys. Boys. Rest in peace, Freaky Todd. Freaky Todd. Uh, yeah, group home entertainment. And so this was like late late nineties, very late early two thousands. Early two thousands. I think early, very early two thousands. Yep. So and, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that was before then. Right when you know, do you remember the era when um there was a source cover, and on the source cover it was like cannabis, big pun, Cameron, uh, corrupt. It was like a, a like a lyrical explosion. Like those when you done the song, yep. the four three two one had just come out, and I think that was the song that ended up sparking the beef between LL and it was that time, whatever year that was, <laughs> whatever year that was. Damn. So then, okay. So then, take us to the Rockets. I mean, like, how how that transition? I mean, so so basically, what happened was, see, what happened was, <laughs> this is major trivia, right? Major history. But um, so I was like, no shade, you know, to that era, to that time, that experience, because I love every ex chapter of my life at this point. I embrace it all, you know. Everything leads up to where you are now. So I was like. Mm, AI, the answer, Alan Iverson, he's going to put out an album? Like, that's my label mate? Wow, this is interesting. Um, not to knock it, you know, I don't, I, I, hey, whoever was a fan of AI in the booth, I know you're a fan of him on the court, but whoever was a fan of him in the booth, I'm not knocking it, but I thought that was an interesting direction to go. Um, musically, I think uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant had was put it had put out a record at that time. He had a single out with Tyra Banks, so they were like, "Oh, the basketball players are are, are about to you know get it popping as rappers at the time." And I'm like, uh, "I don't really see how this is gonna go well." <laughs> so I had um, at that time I was frequenting uh, the Brooklyn scene, so I was over there in Brooklyn Moon. Um, and in Kiru Books, which was uh, Kwali's bookstore at the time. And Kwali and Most used to have those open mics over there. So I was familiar with them in that circle. So um, in making some, some music, making some songs, I connected to Kwali. And I was like, Kwali, I need you uh, on a verse for, you know, song or whatever, you know. So I submitted my songs to um, the label the time and I was like yeah this is where rap is going right here like all that basketball stuff I don't know but this is where rap and you know they were like hey I don't know so looking at what was developing with Kwali in that Brooklyn scene and most and just all of that I was like I need to be where they are I need to go where they are because I think they'll understand my direction over there I think they'll get what I'm trying to do so long story short, after, you know, taking a couple meetings and, you know, playing them the music, that's what happened. I, it sounds like I'm a label hop, I was a label hopper, but 
this was a time when people gave a fuck about being signed to labels. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It made it, it made it, it made it. I mean, it was it was, it was real, and it's a, we know it's a different different game, different game right? So so let's fast forward to your, your, your debut album, which I didn't know. How did you link up with Apathy? That's my brother. He did three joints on it. Um, Apathy. Uh, I I connected to Apathy by way of the beat miners. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. They they kind of he was like, you want apathy? Uh, Walt, Mr. Walt was like, you want apathy to do some joints? And I was like, yeah, you know, because we were all label mates at the time, like, cause the Beat Miners and the Coco Brothers and all, they were all on Rocket. So that's how I got to meet all of those other rappers that I ended up being connected to, like the Polyrhythmatics and all, cause they were, you know, they were all on Rocket. So, um. At that time, but after, <laughs> because the debut album didn't come out of rock. The debut album came out of Baby Grand. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? The late yeah. popper, you know. I mean, but everybody's got a story, though. It's like, this joint, still, people are still, people waiting, still waiting to have to come out from 95. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so you were hanging with spinners. spinners. So, I mean, you was, it was like, Around some heavy duty spitters during that time, and you made a point that because you were, you know, you were around that type of MC, you weren't really being asked to do the ratchet and get all crazy. You were actually taken pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was excited because, as you know. That was a dynamic time in rap. You know what I mean? To, to be on a label and at any given point when you, you know, go up to the label, like, let me just go up to the label today. And you, you bump into uh, Fairmont. Or you bump into Mos Def. Or you bump into uh, Pack of Steel. Or you bump into, you know, because they were, or they're releasing, uh, posthumously releasing the Big L album. You know, and you're like, yo, I'm surrounded by like supreme lyricism. You know, I got, I must be doing something right. That's all I would tell myself at the time. Like, I, I must be doing something right for me to, even if this is not my last stop, or if, even if this is just the fact that I made it at this point, I, I clearly am following a divine path. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Extension. It was part of you to like recognize that sometimes people don't recognize that to switch gear and gears. Like, nah, you you're good. Like you you know you hang around super like you said fleet level MC. So <clears throat> all right, what I wanted to get into is a glaring topic in hip hop, and you you've been talking talked about it before. So, this this ratchet whatever vibe and music particularly with ladies, um, you've been on records, you know, that you think there's an agenda to kind of keep people, men, women on a lower frequency, and that you don't necessarily think that everybody just wants to see the booty, the booty rap or whatever. Right? Elaborate on that. You said I don't. 
you said what I don't what? what you that you don't that think that everybody is out here just looking for women, women um, uh, um throwing their bodies around, around that type of thing. Yeah, I don't think everybody. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even think the people most because I'm around like 12, 12 and thirteen year olds all day every day. That's a different story. But I listen. Like, I listen to when they say, you know, Miss um, Phoenix, can you turn on YouTube? Like, we want to watch. I know the artists they ask me to turn on. You know what I mean? So I know who's, like, organically hot and who's, like, like being funneled out through the media channels. And it's all, like, an illusion. Like, because I'm, I'm of the belief that um, I don't care what the popularity looks like or how it appears to the public. I think a lot of, you know, what we see media wise, musically, as far as who's, you know, popping, who's doing well, I think a lot of it is contrived. I'm of that belief that a lot of it is contrived. I'm not saying that all of it is contrived, but I'm very much of the belief that there are artists who are planted, like they're in, industry plans. I think that's a real thing. That's just not a, a term that people are throwing out. I think it, there's a real like situation where people were placed in the media, placed in the public, public eye by certain key individuals in the music industry or whatever industry they're in. And those people have been assigned to do certain things like, you know, to, to disseminate certain messages to push a certain ideology in the culture um, for the purpose of destroying people. I be, That's what I genuinely believe. Are there people who really like this music? Like they actually think it's good and they, they're like vacuuming the, the carpet in the living room, bumping it in the background, like when they're cleaning up on a Saturday. Um, I'm going to say the majority, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. But really? I think it's really? popular. See, there's a see, there's a distinction between is the music quality, like I'm talking about the actual components in the music, the beat, the harmony, the energy, the lyricism. Is it quality or is it popular? Do I log into these apps and it's the first person I see on these blog pages? Is it the first person that is being pushed in these media outlets? Like popularity now. It's almost being made synonymous with good. Oh, and it's of course. not. So I think there are people who are majorly popular, but I don't think people genuinely think these folks are talented or they're ge or they're generating quality products. People just I think most fortunately I think there are some people that actually do. And I've talked to and they they curse me out numerous. But I, I will say this. I think you also have to look at the audience. My, my mentor would often say you have the cheaters, and the cheaters. so you have that person that wants to somebody wants to be cheated too so in that sense i feel like you have people ready people are ready for this so i mean in some ways i don't think they necessarily want it or speaking it but i just look at people they're looking like zombies i mean like really like you know who is it iPod, iPod challenge, um, milk crate. You know, people were eating Tide Pods a few years ago. 
the milk crate challenge, people walking on milk crates. I'm just saying, like, the world seems sick. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, like, literally, like, like, just, like, ill. Zombified. Zombified. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. And so I ask you this. A lot of people, when they talk about the music, though, and I bring this up, and I try to bring up, like, I mean, I probably be like, it's my story. And people will say, oh, okay, what about Lil' Kim? What about Two Live Crew or whatever? You know, so what's your take on that? People say, well, it's been like this since the 80s and 90s, this, this type of vibe. They're wrong. Because Little Kim and Trina, whoever else, yeah, they had songs that, you know, were racy, content that was of a sexual nature, racy, but the difference is they have bars. The quality of the songs are good. The quality of the songs are, are, are memorable. Some, some, of those, some of those songs are classic. Like Little Kim, there is, I mean, she spawned so many other female art, women artists that came later, but I mean, you can't say Little Kim didn't give quality lyrics, but to be like Biggie, because Kim was a spawn of Biggie. Yeah. Like, so there's a difference, you know what I'm saying, um, between a lot of these modern day women artists and what they're doing on the mic and what Kim did or what Trina did. Like Trina and Trick Daddy, Nah, is a classic record. Like these are songs that like you can go to parties now, age appropriate parties, and you're gonna hear Little Kim crush on you. You're going to hear Trina uh, trick daddy, but, you know, some of these lyrics that you're hearing now, no, this isn't, that isn't lyricism. That's not, that's not bars. Like, that's just shock value for the sake of being raunchy and just having people say, did you hear what she said? And then now you got 20 blog stories, you know, quoting your lyrics because it really was about popularity. Again, it's popularity and just trying to shock people into believing that you are that you deserve a, a freaking slot that's what i think i think no I, I, I hear you i mean i think there's a difference i mean i wasn't a biggest fan um but what you're saying, what you're saying makes perfect, saying perfect, sense. Makes perfect I mean, sense i mean the music was light years back. i mean it's not even close i mean because I mean, for instance the brother jay we have a show brother jay from x clan and big up to him and we they had him on a couple of weeks ago. He, last month, rather, he was quoting. I didn't know he was quoting the lyric at the time. He was like, Pussy Pink, Booty Brown. I thought he was joking. And then I then I was like swiping through it. I was like, like that's real. And, and, and it, blew, it blew me away. Do you feel an obligation um, as, a, as a woman to kind of Take other ladies under your wing to, to speak out on it, to care about it, or do you just say, I'm in my lane and I'm doing what I'm doing? In recent times, it's I've leaned more to the latter. Not because I don't have an opinion uh, about very crass elementary lyrics, you know, whether they come from men or women, but I just feel like, yo. There's the dirty glass, and then there's the clean glass of water. Just be the clean glass. Like, because trying to go against, trying to 
trying to argue with people nowadays and, and convince them like this is this is horrific. Like this is not like I don't really oftentimes choose to um expend my energy in that way. But and also I don't like to be called a hater. Because it seems like now I don't not that I care, because I'm not a hater at all. Like do you. You know what I mean? Even if 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 you're if you're running and running eventually that your destiny is to fall in the ditch, then I'm not gonna stop you. That's what you're destined to do, you know. But you know nowadays the word hater, oh you're hating, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I ain't got time for it. I'm like, look, it's a fad anyway. I've obviously, as you can, I'm sure deduce, I've I've seen many different phases of rap. I've seen many different chapters, you know, and this one will come and go like many of them came and went. Um, so that's really been my focus right now, you know, because people tend to really try to uh, say if you don't support everything that women do, that you're anti-woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm supposed to, because I'm a woman of color, right? So there's another woman of color on stage rapping, saying whatever. If I don't raise, you know, like, raise the roof for her, like, you know, wave a flag for her, then I'm being anti-woman. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know. But now what I'm seeing is more men even are speaking out like saying what I've seen I've seen so many men recently like saying even as men who admire women, this is not admirable. Like men are saying yeah. that now. Like you know? No, it's crazy. You made a point though about the that was kinda kinda go go there. The um the fact about about you don't support other women, anything another woman is doing, or another black male, or whatever. It's like, yo, I'm not co-signing everything you do just because we rock. Nah. Like, that's crazy to me. It's mind-boggling. It's wild to me. I'm just going to co-sign your bullshit. Because, yeah. And so, um, so you kind of just stay quiet, quiet about it. Now, would you... If a young lady came to you and wanted like advice or guidance or anything, would you help her with that? As far as like the rap business? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I I don't any sort of expertise that I feel like I've gained, I, I think you know, you have an obligation to share your information and share your knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, who was that? I forget um Sophia Chang. I follow her. She's like, if you have, you know, experienced this and you survived that and you were awarded for doing this and people look up to you and respect you for doing that and you're not mentoring or you're not providing information, you're an asshole. Like, it's she selfish. Has whole, it's she has a whole post about that. That's great. <laughs> it's, it's selfish. So it's not too good. What advice do you have? For any, for any ladies, she's really trying to rock in this game in 2023. Wow. <laughs> uh, right? Because that conversation uh, with an aspiring rapper, say, five or six years ago, giving advice, that would be different from 
what I would say today, right? It changes so much. Yeah. I'm still taking notes and learning, like, because, you know, this was, there was a time when, okay, what I, what I learned was that if, in terms of being a quote unquote good artist or an artist that people think is interesting enough to listen to or interesting enough to go watch in public or whatever, um, I gotta what? Make sure my lyrics are honest. Make sure my lyrics are quality. Um, make sure that I improve my sense of musicality because I'm picking beats. Like you're picking beats, so you need to know music. Like so, we've got the music and the lyrics, and then I've got to have a stage presence. So I've got to know how to engage an audience, whether there's ten people in there or or two hundred people in in the venue, and you know, just like you know, what is it? Harris One wrote that book on how to be an MC or something. So he tells you what to do from the minute you get on stage and you keep your jacket on and, and which song in the, in the repertoire where you take your jacket off. And if your mic goes out, the person all the way in the back should still be able to hear you. So we're talking about vocal projection. We're talking about breathing or rapping from the, the diaphragm versus the throat. Yeah. Like your rhyme sound different when you rhyme from here versus when you ride from here. So uh, like all the stuff I've learned, right? But somebody else might be like, yo, just make sure you got um four, five K, whatever on your phone, so you can make good TikToks. And you could be good. <laughs> you might that, that that might be all you need. Like you might have horrible stage presence. You might be you might do great TikToks or Instagram, you know, thirty seconds. I got a freestyle. Thirty seconds. And all of a sudden you built the following off of that, right? You built a following, a fan base, but you have no stage presence, no persona, no charisma, no whatever. But you still might get a following because that's the time we're living in. So when you talk about giving somebody advice, I don't know. Like, I can give you the advice that I think is important based on what has shaped me. But somebody else might be like, I ain't do none of that. probably have to ask them what they want. What do you want? Okay, and I'll say, because I've told people, do you want to be pop? Do you want to be, do you want to like be an organic artist, develop a fan base that's loyal to you, and maybe eat off of this and the lights on? Or do you want to become a super mega star because you've got two different roads to travel? And, and so uh, I think you got to ask them now what they want to be popular. I want, I want 200 200,000 on TikTok. Okay, go do this. Oh, well, I want people to respect me for my bars. It might be a little bit, a little this way. So you got to ask people what it is you're, you're in it for, you know, because yeah. all of those things that I learned, some people might think I don't need to know how to do none of that to get popping. And they, yeah. they might be right. Damn. They might be right. I mean, think about it. Think about how many people you know that have thousands of followers. And you don't know how they rock on a stage. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be real. Like, this is the, I'm not, but I'm not one to complain about the modern time. I'm going to just try to get in where I fit in and do what I feel uh, makes sense to me. And as long as it doesn't violate my, my personal moral compass, then I'll, I'll work with it because, you know, social media is not going anywhere. Um, the idea of going viral viral and generating content and your life is about content more than it is about a quality album or 
quality catalog or quality. You're like, it's about content now. Like, I just need content. I was like, well, are you going to finish a song? Are you going to finish those five songs and do the EP or put out the album or whatever? No, I just need content. Like, I'm not going to tell people that's right or wrong because that's the time we live in. It. So it is what it is. For me as a fan, I tell people the content that support your other stuff that you're working on. So if you do the joint in the car, or if, if you're out and you, you do something in the studio real quick, that's just teasing people because you're actually going to put a put out a project. You're going to put something out. So so that I mean that's how I look at these. I, I just call it the filler material. It can be the basis of your artistic existence. <laughs> That's wise. That's wise. Like, okay, use it to funnel the real stuff, is what you're saying. But the truth of the matter is sometimes people don't know how to do the real stuff. Yeah. You can you can have an amazing twelve bars and then I hear a three minute song and I'm like, nah. All the time. I mean when anybody sends me something from a somebody in a car in the in on in their FedEx truck, motherfucking UPS. I I I'm like they're like, Oh, this is dope. I go straight to their page. I scroll. I hit. I, look, I go through. Where's the music? If it's spitting over industry beat, if anybody spits over shook ones, triumph, another motherfucking time, I'm gonna blow my top. I don't want to hear that shit. I can spit over shook ones. My grandson can spit over shook ones. I'm serious. It's like so like original music. I mean, I'm complaining as a fan because I don't hear enough of that. I hear like people. Flipping old joints all the time. I want to hear you. I mean, that's just that's just me. That's just me. Sorry. It's almost like it's almost like you read my mind because um, there was a time like I have a running joke with a friend of mine. There was a time when we were like counting how many times we saw people rapping over Quiet Storm. <laughs> it was just like a, it was like yo. I'm, I was thinking to myself, damn. I know Havoc is like. Yeah, well, my publisher is crazy. <laughs> right? right. It, it's, it, it's it's lazy to it's me. Lazy I, don't to know. Me. I mean, and, 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 but that's the thing now. It's, it's quick hits. Big up, Nash. Big up, Nash. It's quick hits. It's 30 seconds. I mean, I look at my, like, the, um, I look at my videos. If I speak for a minute. It shows how long people watch it. It's like 15, 20 seconds. And then they're asking me shit like comments that I said in the video. Sorry. I'm getting hot right now. All right. Yo, you 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 produce too, right? I do. I'm not going to cap and act like I've been producing more than I've been rapping. But I, I do produce. There's so much evidence of that. There's evidence of me winning championships. And beat battles, so it's out there. So people be like, "Oh, you produce everybody bought a drum machine. Everybody produce." No, I really like, you know, people know this like half woman, half amazing. That song I produced. Yeah. Like people, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like so, I produce. Um, and the cool thing I would say, talking about myself in third person, the cool thing about <laughs> Ty Phoenix. Is that, <laughs> that's what. That's what. Yeah, that's what people do. Like I might just produce. Like tomorrow, like I might just you like you just never know. Um, but for the most part, I have been rhyming on other people's beats in recent in recent times. And um, what is the 
the reason for that, you ask? <laughs> Just be <laughs> he's like, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> no, we didn't. This is the best part. You tell me shit that I didn't ask. <laughs> That's the better. Right. Um, <laughs> um, what is the reason for that? Just because I like to connect to different um musical compositions that artists that are Beat, beat, uh, beat makers, producers. I like, I just like other people's stuff. You know what I mean? That's why. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'll never produce ever again. Or... I mean, I, how is your how stuff grown? grown? Well, did you have, did you have any albums have in between, between the, um, the debut and uh, 2020? Like full like projects? Project? Yeah, the master's, the master's plan, the master's program. I'm saying plan. in between, in between that. Um, the 2020? So, 2009 was, um, Half Woman, Half a Man, right? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just put out, like, little singles and stuff. Like, so how was your music, how would you say you've, like, grown in between those two major projects? They're, they're both dope in their own way, but they're really different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like light years of growth that came from learning life experiences um everything that happens that you learn about people uh money um professional endeavors like just life everything that people go through in life between those years and even even like 2020 that whole master's program you know with the kill bill and all that stuff that came like that like that was pandemic just hit like right then like pandemic hit like right after that and it was like, like oh you know so some people are like oh you put out I'm like yeah I did you know <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a the, the, that kill bill joint that gets a lot of play, play in, in, in the crib uh, uh, that y'all Videos dope. Videos dope. Hang on that one. Thank you. That was a joy. Yo, um, I really want to get into this astrology business. This is um, because it's trendy. It's been trendy for a while. It's cool to be, you know. And I'm more familiar, you know. So, so we're talking, talking about the same thing. I'm more familiar with Eastern um. Astrology, as far as like Hindu or and or Chinese, but but I do understand some of the stuff that you, that you shared in some of your um some of your posts. So how do you use it? Because one thing that bothers me with people that are heavily astrology, just friends of mine or whatever, is that they like will pigeonhole people and. You're behaving like you like this, and I'm like, all right, I get it. This is in play, but I've always been taught that it's more of a guide, but not necessarily like it's not dictating how a person exercises their system. What's your take on that? Yeah, well, I totally well to just speak to what you said um, initially about now it's a trend and people are, you know, everybody can Google something and then create a post like, oh, let me talk to you about Mercury. And it's like, you know, but like I said, the people who 
been rocking with me, you know, even before present day era. Like I can put, you know, Facebook sends you messages that says eight years ago today, you know, you were hanging out with this person or 12 years ago today, you were in a relationship with such and such. And you like, oh, <laughs> but I can, I get posts all the time. I get um, notifications rather all the time from Facebook, like 12 years ago, 15 years ago, I was speaking about Jupiter retrograde. And that's when people were like, what the fuck? Like at that time, like you got to be brave to be able to speak about higher knowledge or esoteric knowledge at a time when everybody was probably like, what the fuck? Two likes on it or whatever. And you know, because you have a vision, you know where life is going, you know? Everything, there's nothing new under the sun. So even if something was, you know, commonplace two mil, two, 2,000 years ago, it's going to come back because everything happens in cycles. Right. Just, astrology just tells you when. So I see those posts where I spoke about, like I said, the planetary retrogrades, Mercury retrograde, or I talked about your Saturn return, or I talked about those things on Facebook and Instagram five to 10 plus years ago, because I was studying it back then and, and, and building a, a clientele, an astrology clientele, a business um, for the last five plus six, seven years or what have you. So now to see people just using it as a marketing tool or just kind of incorporating it into their social media content just because knowing that if they were sitting down in an interview, like the way I'm sitting down with you right now, and you asked a question like, well, all right, randomly, like, tell me how Jupiter, how Jupiter is active in your chart right now. Like, what's the main, what are the main events happening in your life right now that Jupiter, they probably would log off. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, I, astrology, I knew it would, it would become uh, pop. I knew it would become pop at some point um, because it's ancient knowledge. And we're in a time like age of Aquarius, so knowledge is going to be prevalent. Um, a lot of people knew that, saw that coming. But yeah, it kind of makes me feel weird. Sometimes I'm, I'll be like, let me post, let me, like I just did some content earlier. I haven't shared it yet um, on a, a post on the planet Saturn, um, which is in Pisces. And Saturn deals with responsibilities and Pisces is music. So I've been talking about how you're going to start to see this resurgence of people being more responsible. You see this whole argument between D1 and Rick Ross about lyrical responsibility? That's that's Saturn going direct in Pisces. So I, I talk about how that's, you know, in the climate right now, like being responsible with your music. So you can't just say the most shocking, disrespectful, crass, ignorant thing you, any, anymore. You can't. Like Saturn is direct now. Um, so that, that's what that, that post is about. But um, sometimes I'm thinking about creating these posts and I'm just like, but I just saw 10 posts. Like, and now I'm just in the throes of something that's trendy. And when things get trendy, then they become corny. And then, but, but then again, I can't, I have the North Node in Aquarius. This is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to thwart my own destiny and divine instruction because other people are experiencing a fad you know right. what i'm saying so i i completely agree with you it is like everybody has something to say now about mercury and pluto direct and whatever and it's like yo i'm a firm believer fuck trends fuck marketing tools give information 
spew information into the ears and, and, and hearts of people to help them. Like, that's why I said, like, if you're going to, if I'm going to talk to you about astrology, I want you to hear something I say and be like, yo, you just gave me a missing puzzle piece for some shit that I was trying to figure out. I got this situation at work or I got this dilemma going on in, 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 in my relationship or whatever. And you just helped me realize something. Like, if the information is not going to be a tool that you can use, it's just about likes, clicks, and follows, like, and you really didn't even study it to begin with, you Google some shit, or use the AI tool or whatever, like, that shit is, I mean, I can see through it, so I'm sure other people can see through through that, too. But, no, I'm a firm believer, like, yo, if I'm going to give you this information, hopefully it will spark something in you. Or give you, like I said, the tools you needed to move to a greater level in some area of your life. A lot of people, a lot of people can't think through it though, and they want to smoke. Everybody wants to quit shit. So, so you know, you know, it's like, it's like people want that, right? So like, there's people. I mean, a ton of Instagram astrologers out there, people doing a lot of, you know, and Unfortunately, people have to wait through that shit. Do you do um charts and stuff too? Yes, yes. There are several people I've seen that have come in this chat who are um I guess clients charts for a couple years now, maybe like six, seven years now officially. So people know they come to me. Um, I read their charts, not only tell them what's in the chart and what's been in the chart since the full the best time of year to do this like oh don't start your business next week wait until february because you wait until february you know uh venus is going to be you know conjunct your venus and blah 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 like so that's what i do literally well, that's, 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 so, so what you the, as we said earlier the world is maybe bananas i mean school shootings and stuff and stuff is the wild shit is place and the dope shit or authentic stuff is right there. I mean, it's, it's not turbulent to me. What's your astrological take or spiritual take on, on, on as far as just what's going on? Why? Because things, to me, it's, just, it's, it's, it's wild. And I have faith and stuff and things, I believe, but I'm just curious what your take is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, currently, this is Scorpio season. Scorpio is the sign of the underworld, intense emotion, death, transformation. As you know, there's a lot of talk about war. And the planet Mars, it rules Aries, but it also rules Scorpio. And when a planet is in the sign it rules, it's like it's got an extreme amount of power. So Mars rules Scorpio, and right now Mars is in Scorpio. So that's why we've been unfortunately hearing about a lot of senseless death over there, you know, Palestine and Israel, the whole fight for Gaza, um, all of that scorpionic. Um, you know, it's funny, I was actually doing some research earlier and listening uh, to a video speaking about Israel's chart, because just like human beings have charts, countries have charts, like anything that's born has a chart. So Israel's chart is to just make it simple, the placements in Israel's chart are pretty wild as far as like some of the events that are going to be happening. That's the best way I can put it. Um, because Scorpio 
again, it's a sign of death and transformation. And we're in the throes of Scorpio season where we just had a lunar eclipse um, in Taurus Scorpio. So there's a lot of serious changes just going on the on the global on it, what about on the individual level? That's interesting that you say that because, like, I'm getting the rug, rug pulled out from underneath me right now as we speak in, like, all sorts of areas. And I'm like, heat up in this bit. So is that on an individual level, too, or is it just more collectively? No, absolutely. It's individual and collective. Um, what happens in the uh, personal domain of your life? Um, it spills out collectively. We're all interconnected. So, you know, depending on your personal chart, like let's say you are a Scorpio and you had a birthday like yesterday or whatever, like, so you got Mars and the sun, um, Mercury, all aspecting your Scorpio sun. So, you know, what's happening for a person who has a chart like that might be a little different than say someone who, um, has planets in Virgo or whatever, because right now, um, see, there's not many planets in Virgo, but Saturn's in Pisces, opposite Virgo. So there could be someone who's a Virgo that's having interesting relationship dynamics. So there's always something impacting your personal chart to answer your question. Like, gotcha. there's always, and you gotta just either know astrology or talk to somebody like me so I can tell you, like, yo. Mars is on Mars is square in your Mars. So if there's anybody in your job that's always challenging you or giving you a hard time, stay away from them for the next two days. And then like three days, like I tell people shit like that. You know what I mean? Because there's always some shit going on. Aspecting your chart. Damn. I can talk, man. I just know I'm a Gemini. It's getting crazy for me. That's all I know. But um, all right. Yeah. Well, let me just say for for you, Mercury is going into Sagittarius, I think, um, by this weekend, by Saturday. And Sagittarius is opposite. That's your opposite sign. So you're going to have a lot of, we're like, we're communicating now, but you're going to have a lot of communication. So if you want to do some interviews, Mercury in the seventh house, which is Sagittarius for, for Gemini, it's like people are going to be pretty talkative. A lot of, you know. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I'm trying to get do it all, do on from Lords of the Underground. Big up to Clay Kelly. Um, you know. here's, here's a trip. Here's some trivia for you. We were in a movie together. What? What? Ask him. We were in a movie together called North Housing Authority. I don't know if you did. You probably it's. I never shared as like a throwback Thursday, but there's like a scene where I have on this long fur coat, like Pam Greer, and I got a gun in my hand, and I'm like. I'm going to be the last motherfucker you carjack in your life. This is what I say in the movie, right? So he played a cop in that movie. Yeah, it was, don't ask. What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> North Housing Authority. Right. He was a cop in the movie. Yeah, it was like a Jersey underground sort of, you know, because, you know, he's Jersey, and I told you that was my second home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to do this round too, man. This hour is gone, but give me quick, man. I do, I do. I do have a question for you, though, because um, I, I just want to appreciate a lot of the track. I mean, the thankful track, you know, you said thankful for deceit, lies, betrayal. Just talk, speak on that for a minute, man, because I always, I'm grateful 
grateful for the hardships and things that I've encountered because that shit built me. And um, so this just really add on there because I mean you've got some powerful tracks. We didn't really get into some of the details of your music, but um, love to have you on again. But speak on that for a minute. Keep in mind. Oh yeah, that um that record I would say is um it's a real honest take on just the fact that you gotta be grateful for everything. First of all, whatever the fuck you go through, if you didn't die, it didn't take you out. So <laughs> there's shit that you've gone through that somebody else is going through that same thing right now, and they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna live to talk about it. Right. <laughs> They're not going to live to talk about it. So it took me a while to get to that point to realize, like, hey, there's shit that that knocks people down and they don't get back up. And you can write a, a whole, like, chapter in a book about it and be like, yeah, I did that. Brush your shoulders off and keep going. So, you know, hey, the strong survive and we live to talk about it. Can't say right. it for everybody. No. Uh, it's actually, it's, it's, no one really cares about the team that beat somebody 75 to zero. They care about the team that came back, was down in the fourth quarter, read it and come back, or the, or the loser, the dude with five foot nothing, got diesel. And, you know, that's what we care about. We care about the miracle. People still talk about the not Olympic hockey shit. I don't like hockey, but I know about the miracle on ice. You know what I'm saying? So, so we got to have you back on again. Please, can we, can we do it at some point? I mean, I. I I feel like we just, like we just you know, just the surface. Yeah, and then we have, you know, small little technical things in the beginning, but it's all good. We got through it. This was this was dope because I know you're a hip hop head. So being interviewed by a hip hop head is like different. Uh, no, I appreciate it. I mean, and for me, it's a genuine thing where I just, like, there's artists that, that I know about, like, know their whole shit. And, and then there's artists that I fuck with. I'm like, oh, I need to know more about this person. I, this person's their music. Every time I hear a joint, it it it, it moves me in a way because it's always something I can pull out their music, and I appreciate. It. It's always I may not love the song, or whatever, but I pull something out of every joint that I hear from you. That's valuable. So, so thank you. Yo, let go, man. Um, we're gonna have you on again. Please, because this, I, I, this, there's music, there's more astrology stuff. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, we made this happen, though. No problem. And with Gem and like you being a Gemini, just you know, Venus just went in your fifth house, which is that should lighten the load. I don't know anything about your life. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> the fifth house is uh, creativity, romance, um, kids. So Venus is the planet of appreciation and value, and that just went in your fifth house. So, um, like literally, like today. Oh, what? So, got about about a month or so well, of that. So, good, you know, enjoy it. I'm gonna try to try to rock out. Thank you so much. We're gonna get this up on the YouTube channel. We'll tag you and everything. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Hi, Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do this soon. Have a good one. All right, peace. Peace, everybody. Peace, everybody.